Hi, this is Lauren from Discovery Church. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. We hope that you find value and that is very impactful to your life today. Have a great one. Welcome back, Discovery family. My name is Lauren, and along with my wife, Shauna Lee, we have the privilege of being the lead pastors here at this amazing community that we call Discovery Church. We're in the middle of a series called Slow Down Silly. We're looking at the lifestyle of Jesus as a structure for our lives. The main scripture that we've been using throughout this series is this, come to me all who are tired from carrying heavy loads and I will give you rest. Anybody need rest even in this COVID season? Place my yoke over your shoulders and learn from me because I am gentle and humble. Then you will find rest for yourselves because my yoke is easy and my burden is Light. When Jesus said this, it was very likely that it was a twofold meaning. And one of those meanings for yoke was a structure, a way of teaching that a rabbi would have had because Jesus would have been known as a rabbi when he walked here on earth, that he would have had a structure, a, a, a way of teaching a lifestyle. And I hope you found these, uh, the series helpful in your life. And I know it's not been easy to slow down. And we're probably fighting against it, living Living a life that pushes against hurry will never be easy because it's countercultural. It goes against much of what we've been, been taught and what we've learned about life and all the motivational videos and talks that we've heard. You know, we've, we've, we've probably began to believe that life is about the hustle. Sleep when you die. Some of us have a, such a hard time stopping so we just have to keep going you know the big ball of life is rolling and if we stop we feel like we're going to get crushed under the under the big ball so we just keep running on it we have quoted every week a famous christian author named Corey tinboom and this is what she said if the devil can't make you sin he will make you hurry see both sin and hurry do the same thing. They separate us from God. See, living an unhurried life will create more time to spend with God. In a hurried life, and you probably know it, I know it, it's hard to find time with God. But using Jesus' lifestyle as a structure for ours, we, we see that the more hectic his life got around him, the more he actually prioritized time with his father. Silence and solitude. Time for his soul to catch up. We need some silence and solitude in our lives. Time to be quiet for our souls to listen to God's voice. And Sabbath, a day where we turn off work and worry and focus on rest and worship. And we hopefully debunked the idea that the Sabbath was boring but realize that the Sabbath could be the day that we look forward to. And we framed it around this idea and this question. What could we do for a 24-hour period that would fill our lives with so much joy and overwhelming gratitude? We were challenged to turn our cell phones off for 24 hours. And I know that's so hard for so many of us. And um, it was hard for me, and I'm still working. Guess what? We get another fr Friday or another Saturday or another Sunday, whichever day that you're going to block away as a Sabbath to give it a try. But what I'm finding as I'm beginning to 
honestly practice Sabbath in a way that I think is biblical and a way that God intended is that this one day of rest and worship is not just impacting that one day, it's impacting the other six days. And as I'm able to slow down on the one day, I'm beginning to slow down on the other days. And I'm not being so concerned about my cell phone or other things. I actually leave my cell phone in my truck now when I go to talk somebody, talk to somebody or there's times I've left it at the office and realized when I got home or got out on the golf course, part of slowing down, uh, that I've left my cell phone. And it's amazing. It's so, um, it's, it's like you're, you're releasing something that you feel like you need. And then we looked at simplifying. There were a few questions in Comer's book that we quoted last week that just been continuing to resonate in my head. And one of them is the attempt to declutter my closet. And I've been attempting to declutter. And, but what happens when we declutter things is we actually start decluttering our lives and we create more space. And for many of you, I've heard stories of people decluttering and using their cell phones less and not being as focused on social media and trying to get out in nature. And I want to give you a high five because we're, we're doing this together. We're attempting to slow down our souls, to slow down our lives so we can focus on what matters most. And today is the final talk from me and slow down silly Because next week, what we're going to do is going to be a little bit of a treat. We're actually gathering a few of our Discovery family members together for a discussion around this idea of slowing down silly and talking about struggles and and benefits and tips of living a life that's, that's fighting against the hustle and the hurry. So you don't want to miss next week. It's going to be great. We're going to get a few people uh, together. We're going to discuss tips and, and what's, what struggles and what fears they may have about slowing down. It's going to be good just to hear somebody else's perspective. However, today is the last message from me in this series called Slow Down Silly. And I want to talk briefly about what I feel Jesus was really trying to demonstrate to us in, in not living a hurried life. All throughout the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where we, where we read about Jesus' life and ministry here on earth. As we study the lifestyle of Jesus, as we've been seeing that Jesus was never in a hurry, and when I, when I say unhurried or when he was never in a hurry, Jesus wasn't lazy, okay? Jesus was very purposeful in everything that he did. Jesus had a pace to life that made him effective, but still approachable. And for some of the very, uh, very literal thinkers, you're kind of like, well, how fast is that? How fast would Jesus move? And uh, I've, I've been reading a few books and people are, some people are saying, well, about three miles an hour. And their reasoning for Jesus walking at three miles an hour is that that's the average speed of someone walking purposefully, yet gracefully. You know, people that have smart watches or iWatches are kind of like looking for their app and making sure it's like, okay, when I walk, I want to walk at three miles an hour. No, we're, not, we're not going there, but that would be kind of funny. But as we look at the life of Jesus, he always moved purposefully, but always had time for people. And not just time for people, but time for people 
that other people didn't make time for. The children in Matthew 19. We see Jesus took time for children. In a culture where children were only to be seen and never heard, Jesus was found telling stories. Then he had time for the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4. And for a Jew to talk to a Samaritan woman was unheard of. He had time for tax collectors in Luke 19, the outcasts, the sinners. Jesus was never too busy for people in need. Let that resonate with you for a second. Jesus never hustled so hard. He never hurried so fast. He never found himself so busy that he wasn't available for people in need. People who needed an encouragement, people who needed a miracle. If you actually study the miracles of Jesus, most of the miracles that happened in his life weren't planned. Wasn't Jesus like, I'm going out to feed the 5,000 today. No, Jesus was on his way somewhere and he had compassion on the 5,000 people sitting on the hillside waiting for him and they were hungry. He had a purpose, he was going somewhere, but he had time for a miracle. His miracles happened when he was on the way to something else or to do something else. Jesus was never so focused on the goal, on the hustle, on the busyness of life that he missed the reason he came. And this is the reason that he came. To show love. What does one of the most famous Bible verses say in John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he sent his son. God loved us, so he sent Jesus. I think the main reason that Jesus lived and demonstrated an unhurried lifestyle was to show love. You don't have to read or study Jesus' life very much to realize that love was the pillar for him coming. You don't have to read the Bible very much to realize that love is a pillar that holds everything together. Like the verse that I just said, John three sixteen is a gospel in, in a few lines. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not die, but have everlasting life. John 15, 13 says, greater love has no one than this, that someone would lay down his life for a friend. 1 Corinthians 13 and 13, now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And then there's 1 Corinthians 6, 14, let all that you do be done in love. It is really hard to love or demonstrate love when we are hurried. When all we're doing is hustling around, trying to get to the next thing, it's really hard to love. And if you don't believe me, 
Ask your kids or your spouse if you are very loving or demonstrating love when you're trying to get out the door when you're already behind. I know there's times that I'm not, I don't seem very loving when I'm like, Sophia, Hudson, we got to go, get in the van. It's time, we're, we're late. When all we're doing is hurry, hurrying and hustling, demonstrating love might not be what comes out. But slowing down is hard. I get it. Reading a book might help, might start. And over the last three to four weeks, we've been looking at ways to help us live a slower life, like silence and solitude, Sabbath, uh, simplifying. And all those spiritual disciplines are great. And they will help us slow down. They'll help us start focusing on what really matters. But if all those things are not enough, if just this simplicity of recognizing that we need to slow down to refocus our relationship with God, and slowing down helps us center our lives on God, but if we, we say all that, you know what, I'm okay with my relationship with God right now. It's, it's kind of, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm content with it. And, and we say, you know what, I want to keep hurrying and I want to keep hustling. That's fine. But I hope the urgency that we cannot love the way that God intended for us to love other people if we do not slow down really sets in and really helps us understand that we're missing something if we're hurrying all the time. I know that hurts a little bit because for those that have hearts for other people, which should be all of us, saying, Lauren, you're telling me that I can't love the way that I I need to be loving people if if I'm hurrying and hustling? That's exactly what I'm saying, and I'm pointing fingers at myself as well. Now, as humans, we want to find exceptions. We, 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 we want to be like, I think I'm good at loving. We want to find, we want to find excuses. I'm, I'm really good at loving people, and I can go really fast, and I won't sleep, but I'll still love and make time for people. Or we want to be defensive right now and, and hold offenses or stop listening or stop attending Discovery Church, turn off the live stream, and maybe right now that's what you will do. Because so many of us, me included, guys, like, I'm not just speaking uh, to you today uh, to, to throw out like this judgment. This is, this is me as well. This, is, this, this series has been life-changing and realignment for, for me. But in our hurry and hustle, we're following and pursuing a false sense of purpose. See, hurry and hustle bring, bring, makes us feel good. It makes us feel uh, some, of the, some of the right things, but it's empty. See, a false sense of purpose will get in the way of the real purpose of life. And we find the real purpose of life. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-six, someone asked Jesus, calls him teacher. 
says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And this is what Jesus replies. You may know it. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. 37. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And then in 38, it goes, this is the first and greatest command. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Church, family, friends. Slow down. Because if we don't, if you don't, we're going to miss opportunities to love like Jesus. You're going to miss out on opportunities to grow your love for God, but you're also going to miss out on opportunities to, to share God's love to other people. Another book that I've been reading during my study says this. Is you can't love someone when you're hustling and hurrying. And you can't love someone when you're going fast. But when you say no to the hustle and hurry, you can be stopped. You can step into the holy moment of grace. Jesus did it. He felt other people's pain. He leaned into their space. He, he understood their hurt. He waited and didn't hustle past. He loved. He loved. If there's one simple reason that we need to slow down, it's because people need our love demonstrated to them. See, Jesus' love living in and through us is what will change your neighbor's life and will change your coworker's life and change your colleague's life or, or your friend at school. Your love for them is what will change their lives. Sometimes we're so focused on our next thing that we don't have time to love. Slowing down, eliminating hurry, fighting the hustle, it's always going to be a battle. Always going to be a battle. Our culture kind of rewards it. But as I find myself wanting to fall back into the hurry, into the hustle, and I keep reminding myself of some truth that I've preached in this series. The Bible says, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? It's true. If I get an extra dollar, I get a new car, or I get a condo or vacation, none of those things are wrong. But if I lose what my purpose of my soul is for, what's the point? 
As I was praying this past week, thinking how we were to conclude this message, I had this moment with Jesus and the Bible talks about it. You're standing before him and the words that we want to hear is well done, good and faithful servant. We're not going to hear that if we build the most successful business. We're not going to hear that because we got another degree. We're not going to hear that because we spent more time on vacation than the person on the street. I, I think that we're going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant when we're faithful with the love that was lavished on us and we get to lavish love on other people. So as I conclude the sermon series, the last message from our Slow Down Silly series, Let's not miss it. The purpose of life is to love your Lord, your God, with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Slow down, silly. Don't miss the opportunities to love. And most of those opportunities to love will not come or we will not be aware of them if we're not slowing down enough to recognize them. Let's use the lifestyle of Jesus that we find throughout Scripture as a structure for our lives. And the one thing that keeps coming out of Jesus' life is that he loved. Let's pray. God, right now, we thank you for your love. The love that was lavished on us, would we make the steps to lavish it on other people? Would we be not so busy, so hurried, and filled with hustle that we miss the opportunity to love our neighbors and Love the people that you've placed in our lives. So God, today, would you help us slow down? God, would you come and sit next to us on our couch or at our kitchen table or at our office? Let us know that you are there loving us and that now it's our responsibility to love others. God, as we continue to slow down, God, it won't be easy. Would you help us push back and battle the hurry and hustle? And all these things, we commit them to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And whoever believes in him will not die but have everlasting life. And it's not talking about dying a physical death because one out of every one person dies but what it's talking about is 
dying a spiritual death. There's going to come a time in our lives where our souls will leave our physical bodies. And if we've given our lives to Christ, if we believe in him, as, as John 3, 16 says, whoever believes will have everlasting life. Maybe you're watching today and you've never made a decision to believe in Jesus before and to give your life to Christ. Today is your opportunity. So if you're at home, I just encourage you um, to make that decision. Pray this prayer after me. God, today I want to make the decision to have everlasting life. I'm in need of a Savior. And today I'm making a decision to let you be my Savior. Come into my heart. Transform my lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you made that decision today, it is the best decision you can ever make. Honestly, your life will, will start to shape and form, but we want to help you navigate the next steps in the beginning of faith journey. Would you click on the link in the comment section or scan the QR code right here on, on your cell phone app, your picture app, just open it up and it'll bring you to a, a web page. And it's just a little connection card where we can get to know your name. We can be praying for you and we want to make sure we send you a Bible and start the next steps with you in your journey. Discovery Church, it's been amazing to walk through this series. Let's continue to fight the hustle and let's continue to slow down because if we don't, lots of love will be missed. Have an amazing day. Hey, thanks for taking time to tune in to this week's podcast. If you're in the Edmonton area, we would love to meet you in person. Consider this your open invitation to coming and being a part of the family. We'd love to get to know you face to face because that is where life change happens. Have a great day.